When I turned 15 years old, I bought a wrecked 1972 Dodge pickup truck. Now, you may be wondering why I would buy a wrecked vehicle. Well, my dad was always building something or fixing something. And therefore, we boys were always building something or fixing something. And when you live out in the country, there is always something to build or something to fix. And dad figured the best way for us to get our first vehicle was to have us buy a wrecked one and fix it up. Now, you have to remember that this was way back in the days when you could actually fix cars, before all of these electronics and computer things. And so my first car was this old wrecked truck. Now, the summer before this, I had worked for my grandma. She had a huge strawberry patch and needed help keeping up the garden in the summers. And so I worked for her, pulling weeds and taking care of the garden. And by the end of the summer, I had earned $400, which was enough to go out and buy this truck. And so Dad and I drove up into the mountains to see this old truck, to check it out, and to see if it was the one. Now, the front left side was all smashed in, but other than that, it was a great truck in great running condition. Yep, we decided this was the one. And so we managed to get it up onto that old trailer that Dad had borrowed from a friend, and we pulled it home. And when we got it home, we pulled it into Dad's garage, which, of course, he built himself. And then we got to work. The first thing we did was to go to a local junkyard to search for the parts that we needed. It just so happened that on this type of truck, you could just replace the entire front end as one unit. And the junkyard happened to have an entire front end that fit our truck. The only problem was it was a different color. But this didn't worry me because it just gave me the opportunity to learn something new. And of course, I had no clue how much work was really going to be involved. Ignorance is bliss, as they say. And we replaced the front end, which actually wasn't too bad. It seemed to not take very long at all. But I had been dreaming about what color I wanted to paint my new truck. I had decided on a deep navy blue with metallic paint. The metallic paint would make it shine when the sun hit it just right. And so we started in on sanding the entire truck. Now, most of you have probably not had the experience of body work, or as they say in New Zealand, panel beating. It is a big job to panel beat an entire truck especially when you don't really know what you're doing in the first place. Now, I can't remember how long it actually took me, but as a teenager, it seemed like it took me all winter to prepare this truck for paint. And I finally got it to the point where it was ready to be painted. We taped up all the windows and the mirrors and the chrome bumpers and the lights and all of the stuff that needed taped up. This was not Dad's first time painting a car, but it was mine. I was pretty nervous because I wanted it to be just right. I wanted it to be perfect. And so I took my time and made sure everything was just right. And then Dad showed me how to use the spray gun. And between the two of us, we did a pretty nice job. The dark navy blue was perfect, just as I wanted it. In my eyes, it turned out great. I was so proud of it. I couldn't wait to take it to school that week to show it off to my friends. 
The next day, I got out early to look it over. I probably wiped it down so that the paint would shine just right as I drove to school. I remember driving very slowly down the old gravel road so as not to damage the paint. I was so proud of my new truck. Yeah, it may have been someone else's wrecked truck, but for me, in my mind, it was just like I was driving it off the showroom floor. Well, on my way to school, I needed to stop and get some gas or petrol, as they say here. Now, granted, gas was a bit cheaper back then, but still, $2 wasn't going to get me very far in this truck. But it was enough to get me to school and back, and that's all I needed. Now, that morning, I learned a few things about petrol stations. The first thing I learned was that this big truck was a lot bigger than Dad's little Datsun 310 that I had been driving. The second thing I learned was that gas stations place concrete pillars around the gas pumps so that vehicles will not drive into the pump itself. Well, you guessed it. As I pulled my truck into the gas station to get my $2 worth of gas, I cut the corner a bit short, and all I heard was a very loud, very awful, very dreadful and disheartening sound of metal scraping against one of those concrete pillars. I had hit one of those concrete posts, and I had put a deep gouge in the side of my truck in my brand new paint job. And the gouge went almost all the way down one side of my truck. As you can imagine, my heart sank. I could not believe it. It was so very sad for me. I never even made it to school to show it off before I put a big old scrape down the side of my truck. Well, I never ended up fixing that scrape. My heart was too broken, I guess. I eventually sold it cheap to my dad. <laughs> and then I went out and bought my next wrecked car to fix up. But reminiscing about what happened with my truck led me to reflect on the fact that God is a God of restoration. Because, you see, no one gets through this life without a lot of dings and a lot of dents and a lot of scratches. By the time we get through this life, we will all be in need of some restoration. I think most of us are longing for some kind of restoration. No matter the facade that we put over the top, most people are longing for something more. What is it that you are truly longing for? I mean, beyond your next promotion or your next big holiday trip or your next big purchase, I suspect for many of you in your quiet moments, you are longing for something more than all of this. Not only can God wipe away our past, but He can restore life to your soul. The one thing we need more than anything else is to be brought back into a right relationship with God. This is the theme of restoration that comes up throughout the Bible. King David cried out to God after he messed up big time, and he prayed in Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me, Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Isaiah the prophet says in Isaiah 40 verses 28 through 31, 
Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and he increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not grow faint. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. It says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 19. It says, God was reconciling the world unto himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. God takes what is broken and makes it whole again. And God takes that which is old and worn out and makes it new again. As our bodies wear out and our minds slow, as we get tired and weary, let us be reminded that God is a God of restoration. That He has promised us new and eternal life with new bodies where there will be no more pain and no more sorrow. For our God is a God of restoration. Mm-hmm.